3: Hey there, White Sox fans. Hey, guess what? We're smiling in this podcast. This is like been a couple of years since that's happened. Nah, it hasn't been that long, but it's number 103. I think it's number 103. Could it be a post-game podcast? I don't know. I don't know how we'll slot it, but this is what it is. It's the White Sox sweep in the Bronx. <laughs> shut some Yankee fans up, I guess. They never shut up, do they? Uh, we'll have a lot to talk about. Yankees fans, Tim Anderson, Josh Donaldson. A sweep... Uh, but the good news is, White Sox during a very hot period for the New York Yankees, although I guess they lost some undisclosed number of games against the Orioles in between series, uh, went three and five against the Yankees at a time when the Yankees were been playing about as good as they're going to play all year. <laughs> Sorry, Yankees fans. Uh, so actually, salvaging something from what looked like a really lost series. Uh, and uh, five and three on a road trip did not seem like it was going to necessarily turn out. So good, this could be the turn the White Sox are looking for to kick themselves somehow a few games above five hundred back into first place, and who knows what can happen from there. Hey, what a fantastic road trip it turned out to be. Uh, I have a number of Southside Sox writers with me to celebrate for a change, to celebrate on a podcast, including Crystal O'Keefe and Joe Reesus from the Indianapolis field office, Zach Hayes. And hey, man, now he's here. He's never going away. And I love it. It's Sam Sherman, whose tweets, among many, whose tweets I enjoyed all weekend long. Uh, welcome, everybody. Uh, a late edition now. If you're watching, watch your Zoom in to make this a true six pack of podcast coverage. It's our recapper. Somehow she's doing both, she's doing everything at once. It's a good vibes. Jackie Crystal she is jumping in right now but uh well okay hey listen let's just once again sort of associate voices with names um I guess this is an easy one to do and we often do this sort of a vibe check at the top of the podcast uh Crystal we will start with you Crystal how are you feeling? It's been a roll of emotions. You've been with me on a ton of these podcasts this year, and there's been a lot of dour pain, <laughs> anguish. And In fact, I believe you just abandoned the White Sox from the Mets. Maybe you're back. How are you feeling?
5: Uh, I'm not mad. Anytime you can beat those fucking Yankees, I'm happy. I've hated them my entire life. So... I'm pumped. Maybe they're back, briefly. And Michael Kopek got a win! <laughs> yeah, to just jump
3: in uh, before we keep going around, you know, it's of late. Maybe this entire century, it's been a little bit easier to forget how just hateable the Yankees are. And man, oh man, in one series, they really, really reminded me as a fan, wow. They really are tops on the list to just hate and detest, but we'll get to more of that. Uh, Zach Hayes, um, vibe check man just
2: deeply profoundly extraordinarily thankful that tim anderson is on our team Mm. because the vibes would not be good if it wasn't for that man
3: (laughs) let's say Uh. stick talk baby stick talk sam sherman with us again i'm loving it podcaster writer humorous tweeter whatever anonymous tweeter hey where are you at with things uh, I know you've been low too. So, uh, how you feeling?
6: Yeah, I mean, uh, very simply, yeah. I mean, it's it, it's it's great to have TA. A um, lot of things to like uh, in this in this series, um, both both on and off the field. But well, in terms of how the team handled certain situations, I'm sure we'll talk about. But in any case, um, you know, they, the bottom line is, if strictly talking about the, the the baseball team on the field and what they did, I mean. They won a series against a team that's really good, um, and when we talked last time, uh, one of the things that we all had he- hesitations about is their ability to do that, um, and they did it. They did it in New York, and uh, it's it was great to see.
3: They punched them right in the mouth, and you gotta love that. Joe Rhesus, sunnier than most, uh, I suppose the sun is shining even a little bit more on you right now. How are you feeling?
1: Very good. Yeah, And Sunday was probably day of the year. I don't know if game two would be game of the year. It's certainly a contender right now, but so far through 41 games about at the quarter mark of the season. Yeah. Yeah. May May 22nd absolutely goes in the books so far as my my favorite day of the year and, you know, of the season. And yeah, it was, yeah. And on the national spotlight as well. I mean, it it all came together today. um, And yeah, just the way that game two happened with T.A. having that big home run. It's hard to not have positive vibes after, after a, an event like that.
3: Admittedly, a low bar for game of the year. But, yes, indeed, 41 games in. Uh, game of the year, certainly day of the year, sweeping at any time. Uh, good vibes. Taking a pause from the recap. I mean, you don't have to talk about multitasking. Uh, Jackie Crestle, how, vibe check, where's it at?
4: Let's fucking go, man. Let's yeah. go. Um, yeah, to touch on what others said, just, um, the fact that we went into New York and beat a good team. Um, are the White Sox back? Were they ever here? But, you know, are they back? Um, and, you know, going into the next little bit of our schedule, it's really nice to have that uh, little boost of confidence and, So I'm pumped, but also relieved. Relieved, because this could have so easily gone the other way. We've seen it happen in so many different ways. So I'm relieved and happy. Let's go.
3: Second half of this podcast, I should say the end of this podcast, second half will uh, touch on more of these good vibes and more of the good feeling uh, from winning a series and sweeping a doubleheader at the Yankees at a time the White Sox really needed. They needed it all year, and they certainly needed it tonight, and this could really be something that kicks them off. We'll address that a little bit more in the second half. Let's uh, address um, the issue. It's uh, it's a touch late, but it's something that's still uh, dragging, certainly dragged into today's games. Uh, The Tim Anderson situation where the uh, the heel of Major League Baseball at this point, uh, Josh Donaldson, derisively uh, calling him uh, Jackie. Tim Anderson – to some degree, politely or otherwise, probably somewhat shyly and quietly, uh, wanting him to stop and him not stopping, and Yasmani Grandal <laughs> telling Josh Donaldson to stop, and of course everything that blew up post game Saturday, uh, and Josh Donaldson basically <laughs> standing his ground, saying, "Yeah, I've done it before," uh, and everything but saying he'll do it again. Uh, the question, aside from just takes on it, I suppose, from any of you. The question I have is, it seems like those of us on the right side of this issue, I would consider all six of us on the right side, and most readers of Southside Sox, uh, if not a vast, vast majority of them on the right side of this issue, it seems like we take steps forward each time this nonsense comes up, this ugliness, um, these painful episodes come up. It does feel like we make progress, though not fast enough. Uh, is that something you share? Do you feel like there's education made? I know there's a certain segment of fans that will not be educated, and they will double down, including the balance of that, what was it, 10,000 people at Yankee Stadium tonight? Sorry, Yankee Stadium. Don't mean to fan shame, but we get it plenty. Uh, Seem like a number of those people, maybe not all shouting Jackie, but there were some, we have accounts of that and certainly booing. And I know that's tribal. And if, we, if this game was in Sox Park and it was a Yankees player, a lot of that would be happening too. And we would be feeling some shame. But in terms of progress, uh, I, I know we're all fatigued with this having to come up a couple times a year, it seems not always centered around Tim, but just in baseball. Where are we at with this progress? Do you feel like we are crawling forward and be and having our eyes and horizons broadened a bit, or are we treading water or are we moving backward
0: um, I think for
6: me like when the when when t a let off tonight and the uh, in the second game and the booze were raining down, I was like actually. You know, I I guess I guess it should have been expected based on, um, like you said, Brett, the tribal aspect, or also just Yankee fans, whatever. But it just, and I, I, but it was still kind of just like shocking in a way. But I think, um, or at least just really disgusting to see. Um, But as far as the the progress or any of that, I don't, I don't. Speaking as a as a white guy. Um, I don't really think that I can say, uh, I, based on the fact that I can't imagine, um, I, I can't imagine being in a situation where uh, all of this this discourse over the last couple of days has gone down, um, and you know, not you know not looking the way I do, and and then seeing the booze go down on a player who is a victim of racist comments, a victim of racism. And for that to kind of just happen like that. And then the, that feeling of, of that horrifying feeling, that must be of just, uh, Oh no, I don't think we're anywhere. So I think to say that there's any progress um, you know, it's great that, that our site and, and the people in this chat, the people that I think a lot of people that, that read what we do, um, you know, probably, Either have have been to that point, or or you know, learned, or whatever the case might be, to get to where they are. I think there's just still so much out there where we it, to say that there's been progress is just so extremely relative um, that I think it, it's 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 hard to say that it, it it's been. Um, like much at all in 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 a lot of ways too. So I don't know. I know that was the most articulate answer, but that's kind of just those are sort of my feelings a little bit around.
3: Absolutely fair take. Yeah. Uh, other thoughts.
5: I I agree with Sam. I don't think there's really any progress because it's 2022 and they're still shouting racist remarks. I mean, this happened to Jackie Robinson. This happened to Minnie So Like it it just continues to happen. And on the broadcast, they were saying there were only like 7% of the players within Major League Baseball are Black. And, you know, they're trying to grow this game and give these opportunities. But when you're a Black guy playing baseball and people are yelling Jackie at you and claiming it's an inside joke when only one person is on that side of that inside joke, it it clearly is never going to go away. And I think... This chat all kind of has to check their privilege anyway, because nobody can speak on behalf of him. Nobody can speak on behalf of racism in this chat because no one here has dealt with it, like on a personal level. But it it's never going to change. People are still going to be ignorant. Because that's just how they were raised. And unless they're breaking that cycle, it's, it's never going to stop. And MLB is never going to truly stop it either. Yeah.
4: I just, I want to piggyback on what Crystal said, you know, there's, there are Josh Donaldson's on every team and there are booing yaking fans in every fan base. So it's going to be difficult to get away from it. Um, and again, as a white person, I, I don't feel like I can comment too much on this, but what I will say is that I am just hoping that there is a substantial, substantial punishment that gets handed down from the MLB offices. Um, that's what I'm hoping for. But other than that, I, I can't really comment.
3: I think we can say with some confidence there will not be a substantial punishment handed down from the MLB offices. Uh, and if so, maybe that would uh, color this question. Uh, and that maybe that is one step of progress. And of course, it goes without saying, uh, I don't think it's something we can maybe not address. Um, it's maybe not, <laughs> maybe this, this group maybe isn't the most appropriate to be weighing in, but it's something that would probably be more negligent to ignore. And it's just interesting to get a temperature check, uh, given where a, a variety of ages and genders here still uh, a, a take on where things are at, um, certainly, there seems to be awareness <laughs> there 's a substantial number of people in this country, baseball fans are not who will just ignore <laughs> ignore learning or trying to do any better uh, but you, you hope the fact that this is even an issue there's a time this wouldn 't have even been an issue now i mean we 're talking probably decades ago, so the progress is very, very slow, if at all. but I guess I should probably wind up my weighing in on that, given the fact that I of course can 't really speak to it. Um, with real authority either
6: i just had one one other i think just like a if if you kind of broaden out the scope i think ultimately it's that in 2022 the fact that people can't understand the that if somebody says that (laughs) something is hurtful or if somebody says that something is offensive or if somebody the the fact that that is not enough for people to take seriously um in, in in across the board of ways that 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 people can be hurt and people can be uh victimized by different things that's the that's kind of the the broader sense um that i think we can all speak to in different ways broadly um obviously we saw this specifically um in in, in this way this weekend but i think that's the, that's the part of it where it's just um you know you could scroll through twitter you could see on broadcasts you could see on sports anal- analysts talking about it whatever um, and I think that's the part of it. It's just that if somebody said that, that, that we can't societally uh, it's still so hard for so many people to take people at their word when they say that something um, is hurtful or, or racist or whatever the case might be um, when that needs to be enough. And that is enough. And yet people don't, you know, that's not conveyed. I think that's, that's kind of the, the part of it that um that we just haven't seen a whole lot of progress in, in in a lot of facets
3: well let's make no bones about it. the climate of the country over the past handful of years uh, is not helping matters and yeah probably you you could imagine then yeah perhaps there are there are even steps taken backward or treading water isn't good enough because we are pushed backward by the tide of <laughs> the other side um uh, let's take a break let's talk uh Let's get back to baseball. Let's get back to things that are a little bit more positive. Uh, Right after some words from, oh, I don't know, some people want to sponsor us. So we'll be back in a minute.
0: Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com.
3: White Sox fans, Brett Valentini here hosting with five of my very best friends from Southside Sox, weighing in on plenty of things in the first half of podcast number 103 on the heels of a sweep in the Bronx. Not something I think any of us would have predicted. Uh, there were st- Stars and figures, aside from Tim Anderson, who had the three-run homer late and got to tell the Yankee fans, the fan base, and all those people against him, and that number is substantial. Just to shut the hell up, I think he used words that were maybe even a little rougher than that. But he got to do it because he walked the walk. Stick talk talked, he got to walk the walk. But there were other heroes this just today alone. The starting pitching was extraordinary uh we, we're gonna have a, a post-game podcast to talk about a perfect game or no hitter or a complete game one hitter it didn't quite work out that way for Michael Kopech but a stellar game he spun in the nightcap and of course in the opener <laughs> Johnny I listen I'll admit I was a doubter and even if he ends up with like a five and a half era he's so much fun to watch I don't think I'm gonna get irritated about it uh let's talk pitching because bullpen wasn't bad either uh open some eyes, uh, uh, today. And I think it's been building.
5: Crystal, are you going to talk about Michael Kopech? Guys, or... yeah, I was about to say nobody else is going in. So, um, my messy King got his first win. Uh, love this. Love this so much because he's that player that I could write like 20 paragraphs about why he's one of the best pitchers in major league baseball. Um, yeah my boy got his win. They didn't let him down. I was really worried about that, as always. but man, I just love it. I just love to see it
2: i don't I've never seen him fill up the zone like that. I think before he kind of by the end he was clearly clearly tired. Something that Stone, Steve Stone talks about a lot is when you see pitchers start to like sail fastballs, it's because they're getting tired and their, you know, mechanics are starting to come undone on them up until that point. He had, there is a point where he had like 56 strikes and like 14 balls or something like that, uh, late in the game. Uh, when he's around the zone like that, there's. I mean, that's what the hitters sound like. I mean, what do you what are you gonna do? There's there's absolutely nothing you can do because that that fastball is 98 zooming up at your face, and he's got two breaking balls that he knows how to command. Uh, this is, I mean, who knows how often we're gonna get this version of Michael Kopech? But like, I don't know. This is what you dream on in like 2017, 2018 when you make the Chris Sale trade, you know. And it's pretty satisfying to see to see that come to fruition in a big moment like this.
3: Zach Hayes is playing it off, but that actually was uh, the legit audio from the Yankees clubhouse video room in-game during the Kopech game there in the nightcap. That is actually legit audio. They were, in fact, howling. They were howling like little kitty cats. I uh, hope to see you in October, Yankees. Um, other feelings, maybe just even more broadly about this, uh, this, this doubleheader sweep or maybe uh, where the White Sox um, you know, could be pointed from here.
6: I was just happy that, you know, the, their pitching this season has largely been really uh, solid to good, you know, to great in some cases. Um, and, you know, even in this in this this the great second game that we just watched, uh, that was shaping up. I tweeted this. I said this is shaping up to be one of the worst losses of the season because <laughs> it was it seemed like, you know, Kopech was brilliant and they had, you know, back to back to back innings where they were where they're getting runners in scoring position with like the top of their lineup up uh, and coming up empty, and it was just like this has been really the theme of the season because they're still not, I mean you know they had some offense today, but really they're not scoring they're not hitting with runners in scoring position. Um, so I think that that just seeing a couple of wins where the pitching was very good, where we've seen plenty of games where the pitching was certainly good enough to you know win games and the offense hasn't come through. Um, I think that's just a great sign, especially against the team like the Yankees um, who, you know, you, you shut down a a very powerful offense.
4: How about Raylo today? Um, Raylo looked amazing. Um, I, I said this on Twitter too, but my, my favorite part of that, uh, ninth inning was when Raylo faced Stanton who, has the prettiest swing I've ever seen in my life. And he made him look stupid, (laughs) Uh, just waving at sliders. So I was um, happy to see that. I hope Raylo's back too.
5: Triple digits Lopez. And then not to forget Joe Kelly did great today. I've been on the fence about him, but he completely dominated that inning. And then to pick somebody off at second too, and then just walk out like this, (laughs) man, I love it. I love him.
2: And it's been such a cold, extended winter here. I can't imagine. It's like 88, 90, 95 in New York this weekend. Those those arms were feeling were feeling good and live. I know already. It was fun to watch everyone popping triple digits like that.
3: Yeah, now the offense tonight, uh, you know, uh, nightcap, I don't know, 13 hits, uh, you know, a bunch of hits. Uh, is it important, even though the team still isn't terribly good, uh, let's say, in oh, those those pressure spots, bases loaded is like they've had one hit in 100 at-bats, whatever it is. Um, but at, at some point, when, when the offense has been as poor as it's been basically since maybe the first week of the season, it's just starting to hit has got to be encouraging. you got to figure some of that clutch stuff is going to come because you're starting to put pressure on defenses and, and pitching staffs. You know, you just start to bunch hits and some of that clutch stuff is going to come. This is a good sign for the offense against, you know, by the way, not a bad pitching staff in New York, uh, this has got to be a game you put a pin in for for reasons more than just, oh, hey, you know, doubleheader sweep, but just like, hey, wait, maybe the cold storage of the offense is starting to crack.
1: For sure. It was, yeah, very, very impressive today. I mean, yeah, in going into the Bronx like that against a very hot team, I mean, it was really an all-around performance from the pitching staff. I mean, what, one run in two games, I'm that doesn't happen often and um to see kind of the all-around performance like that um I, I do think that it could be the start of a of a nice run for them and um yeah when they start having like their more like um, questionable relievers like you know I, I wasn't a big fan of the joe kelly um signing i and, Seem like a strange allocation of of resources and team payroll, but I mean, when if he's starting to really come together and um, really sort of complement that bullpen with you know, some of the you know more noteworthy arms, you know, ones with. The sky high expectations. Um, it yeah, you know, it could be a very dangerous bullpen, and yeah, you know, we certainly saw that today. And obviously, yeah, not much to add in terms of the starting pitching. Like obviously, Cueto and Kopech. I mean, that's you, know, you can't ask for anything more than what they did today. I mean, um, yeah, it really was um, special in the doubleheader.
3: And Who's to say what he does in the last whatever half of the season? Whatever's going to be two thirds of the season. But hey, listen, we got Lance Lynn at home. He's Laslin just sitting around eating nachos, just hanging. He's starting to throw. You know, he's maybe not gonna hit quite, you know, the the end of the month thing, or maybe he will. Um, uh, you know, he's gonna be back. That's not a bad arm. Saw so a young candidate, not a bad arm to add to your rotation. There's your trade deadline acquisition, Rick Conn, you dirty, dirty man. Um, hey, listen, I don't wanna bring the vibes down here at all by mentioning Tony LaRusso, but I think it's notable to say as I think maybe we're unified against the hire, unified against him, continuing to be the manager of the Chicago White Sox, unified against the sort of nepotism that got him back here in the first place. But we've been told a lot about the fact that he's admired and he and Tim Anderson have this great bond and everybody loves him and all that stuff. I'm not sure we've seen a lot. We've seen things like him hanging your mean Mercedes out to dry and scolding him as he's finishing his home run twat, uh, tr- <laughs> trot uh, about a year ago. Uh, sorry, Tony, Freudian slip. Um, but listen, this is the first time maybe we've seen and not just had to hear and trust that Tony La Russa, uh, maybe has really ingratiated himself with this team. And he is part of this team culture. It's, it, these are ugly words to come spilling from my lips, but uh, it has to still be heartening that he really, in, in a sense, was the guy who sort of kicked off standing up postgame for Tim Anderson uh, accounts for something.
6: I think yes, but I also think that we need to be careful a little bit about like the bars that we set as far as like, you know, at the end of the day, like he called a a racist comment racist, you know, so good, you know, um, because what's the alternative that he doesn't comment on it at all, downplays it, whatever the case may have been, and then of course we're having a different conversation, so yeah, I guess based on the un- unbelievably low bar of expectations that we have for the Hall of Fame manager, um, it was good that he called out something that w- w- was accurately said of, or, in terms of what he how what he said that it was. Um, but you know that's good. But he's still so horrible as a manager. So I think that's yeah. That's that's just not to bring it down, but
3: I am not going no, to Greg defend King. Tony Larusa and in a public forum, Jack.
5: I'm just gonna say yeah. a broken clock still right twice a day come on we know what Tony really is It's good for him for sticking up for his player but still sucks you can be both
2: yeah the bar is in the basement I think it's worth extending that beyond Tony though to other players like Yasmani Grandal and uh, Liam Hendricks who have spoken out very forcefully uh, about the whole situation and, Yeah. It's like, it's really not a lot to give credit for, but like, do you guys remember when all the reporters were asking them questions about sticky stuff? Like these people are, do not know how to answer tough questions. They stutter and stumble and are really, really bad at these things, uh, Jed, which is why, why these problems continue to to crop up in many ways. And the, I don't know, the trolls and the, people on the other side, so to speak, thrive on ambiguity and the idea that it could have turned to a, uh, he said, he said like, oh, well, we don't know what they're saying on the field. They were all a little bit chippy. I don't know. So uh, I was pretty, I thought it was actually really surprising because the bar is so low that there was kind of instantly this, no, that was racist and this is a problem. Mm -hmm. There's no like, oh, I, you know, we didn't hear anything. I'd have to wait and see. There was, uh, I mean, given what what usually happens with these things in baseball it's i don't know it makes me it makes me feel a little better about the clubhouse i can, I can say that much in spite of tony's presence <laughs> otherwise listen, i
3: am very uncomfortable in this position but again if tony doesn't bring it up up top because they're talking to tony first they're not going in to talk to players first if he's not bringing it up the way he did and again listen bar is low of course um maybe those questions aren't asked or maybe you know maybe grandal doesn't have the opportunity or feel as confident in, in vocalizing what he did. Clearly he did it on the field, but he could have said, Hey, listen, I'm leaving it on the field. And you know, we know I, Zach. You just mentioned, it. you know, Aaron Boone at the time said, he said exactly what you referred to, which is, Oh yeah, there's just a lot of jabbering going on. Not that you expect the manager to necessarily, you know, uh, knock down his own player, but he didn't have to say that either. This could easily have just been like, okay, nothing to see here. And we'd still be scratching our heads about it. And maybe it comes out a few days later. It's good that right off the bat, you know, this blew up and maybe it even helped propel the team to stick together the way they did to to make this sweep and really punch a team that's the best in in the American League, uh, you know, right in the mouth. Um, I guess other thoughts about Tony or just um, how this played out this weekend?
6: I I think that um, in spite of it being a a really good day um, and a nice uh, road trip there overall, um, you know, I, I just have still issues with a custom lineup construction things, but more than that, I mean, we're seeing Larry Garcia, uh, you know, playing every day. We're seeing Gavin sheets starting in both games right today. If I'm not mistaken, I think he played, he played in both. Um, there's just things I'm like, again, I I, 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 this was a good day for the white socks. <laughs> uh, it just was, it was really good to great day for the white socks, but like long-term I, I, uh, Brett, when you mentioned the, the midseason acquisition being Lance Lane, I mean, like that's the kind of stuff that's very sobering about this team is that, you know, are they going to make the additions that are necessary? Because we know that this is not a perfect team by any means. It's a good team. Um, but there's things that need to happen. And uh I hope that that they do because um over the the, the entirety of the season, I I don't know. I, I just I, I I want I'm rooting for it. You know, I'm rooting for them to, to 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 do what they need to do, but uh, I guess we'll just we'll just see. White Sox, 2020,
3: 20, uh, 2022, it was a good day, but uh, okay. Other thoughts as we uh, as we wind this podcast up.
5: I'd say, despite him being so streaky, good for AJ Pollock today. Mm-hmm. And then there are people like Adam Engel that just don't get enough love and respect for what they really do. I mean. How to mingle is so fast. He gets batters in. He's great. And then my obvious gripe of Andrew Vaughn should be playing consistently because he's too good to just waste on a bench. But I mean, it was a good day for hitters. They were really impressive today. So
3: let's I mean, give Angle some love here. Uh, prepping for the last podcast that I think we didn't have. I don't know. Actually, this probably is podcast 102. We never had 102. So whatever. Uh, the White Sox had six players, and it may have changed over the weekend, six players who would actually project very small sample size, let's not do projections, whatever, but let's project anyway, six players to be better than starters, just war-wise, and Engel's one of them. He was projecting at that time uh, to a four-war, and this is a guy who's just being shuffled around, has no role, You know, is, gets memed with the, with the horse's butt or whatever that is that, that Allie sends out every time he plays, but
5: He's got a season he's alone. He's mad.
3: He's yeah. He's had he's had quite a season. uh Other wind up thoughts as we are saying goodbye to podcast, whatever it is.
1: Yes, I do think it is more likely that when Tony Larusa makes questionable lineup decisions, like Leori Garcia batting second <laughs> and being being okay with playing him in two games of a doubleheader, but not Tim Anderson, it's more likely that he is making mistakes as opposed to playing 3d chess um you know it's pr- probably not something that a hall of fame or baseball person um o- only they could see like the genius chess move um but yeah it, overall with this weekend like more more good than harm was was done by him I, um as was pointed out earlier like it was it was a low bar he and I'm glad he did the right thing in calling the Donaldson comment what it was. And, um, you know, it wasn't, obviously, I wasn't really expecting him to do that. Like, I couldn't really trust him after the whole mean mess last year where he didn't stand up for his player. Um, but, yeah, overall, yeah, the tactical decisions are, they still remain a, a little bit concerning for me. But, yeah, uh, still... I would say it is a good weekend for, for La
2: overall.
4: I was going to say it was a, a good, a uh, good day for the White Sox. So I don't want to um, come down too harshly, but we're still four games back in the AL central. So we still have work to do.
3: Yes. No parades called yet. Uh, Zach, you want to bring this home with any final thought, any final inspiration?
2: Yeah. You know what? The vibes are going up from here. Like we're playing with house money at this point. The thing is all of the things that I spent all off season on these podcasts bitching about like manifested this start is exactly what like my worst fear for the season yeah. was. I came to the conclusion, like, you know, about six weeks ago, I was like, Oh, as constructed, this team is not going to win the world series. <laughs> like that's just the, we, we have seen this before. Uh So I am you know what? I'm fucking going to say it. I'm, I'm enjoying the ride. You know what? Like, like I said, it's house money. We're. I don't expect... I, I'm, I'm taking the expectations down a notch and, I don't know, just trying to stem my frustration and really, even if 88-90 wins isn't what we wanted from here, uh, I think it's good to readjust expectations of what this season can, should be and, you know, try to get the most out of it because seems like uh i don't know jerry and rick and kenny don't seem very inclined to budge so um yeah
3: it That's, is how money, Zach. It's it's like what Crystal was saying, like how the pressure's off when the um uh, when you know the perfect game gets you know blown or the no hitter gets blown. It's like, okay, well now I can just sort of relax and enjoy. You know, this isn't where we wanted to be. I'd rather be where the Yankees are right now. But you know, given what it is and given that the front office doesn't seem to care, all right, let's just sit back and maybe something crazy happens. Maybe they squeak in the flaps and then they make the run. You know, Tony Russo has that eighty-three, <laughs> eighty-one World Series champion on his resume and I got him in the Hall of Fame. So You know, who's to say, who's to say, who knows what'll happen. Uh, We've made our trade deadline acquisitions already. So cool. Uh, All right. Well, we're, we're under a minute. So before this cuts off and before I'm embarrassed even further, uh, I will uh, stand up once more for those watching is a stick talk evening. Way to go, Tim. uh, Responding to the adversity of Saturday. Um, We all do feel for you, Tim. Um, uh, Sorry, this keeps happening uh podcast whatever it is we're winding it up uh we'll have another one soon. we got days off so um this week you know who knows maybe an active podcast time we'll figure out what number it is and is we'll roll out another one uh to you sooner than you're probably even ready but uh thanks uh zach uh thanks joe and crystal from indianapolis thank you sam sherman for showing up again please continue and good vibes jackie Crystal. back to work finish that recap uh hey listen thanks everybody for listening thanks for being with us